How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Cody Stutes here. He's going to the Combine next week. Covers the Texans, HoustonFootball.com uh, and the Cody Stutes channel. So, you think there are two positions. B. Scott in the building for John Lopez. You think there's two positions the Texans must fill by vets because the draft class perhaps will not allow them to fill those needs. What what are these positions you speak of? Well, the first position is running back. So I've heard the adult swim conversation about you just can't spend any money on these running backs. But the first one's running back because there's just not a rookie when you look at the way the Texans draft is set up that you can competently say, okay, well, we're not going to spend any money in free agency on the running back position. And then we're going to bring a rookie in here. Like most of these guys are going to go in the second round. There's not a B. John Robinson this year. There's not a Jameer Gibbs this year. If there was, there'd be a different conversation, but there's not. There's not going to be a first round running back unless there's a big shocker. And so you start looking at the second round. It's like, okay, can you really afford to use that second round pick on a running back and have a budget running back and a rookie be the top two backs with Damian Pierce as the third running back? That doesn't scream to me like a successful 2024 for the Texans. Because as much as this free agency is about like, hey, you got to make smart decisions for the, the next few years, a lot of it's about like fielding the best team in 2024. Like, yeah. let's worry about 2025 and six when it gets here, like maximize 2024. Like these next couple of years with a cheap CJ Stroud contract before it gets really expensive, maximize it. So for running backs, like, okay, yeah, you could spend a second round pick. And look, a few years ago, when I felt like the Texans had some stuff going, I was in favor of Jonathan Taylor, but you've got other things that you need to fill with a draft pick and using that second round pick on a running back here and passing up some of these viable free agent options. 
I just can't see how that maximizes success in 2024. It annoys me and feels like a conflict when we acknowledge that it's a year-to-year league, but then we start talking about two years from now right. and three years from now, especially if – now. and now it's one thing if you are a rebuilding team, and I think that's probably where some of the disagreement comes with Seth. He still views this as an up-and-comer. This is Seth and Lopez. I'm just kind of the instigator. Yeah, yeah, but but there's that <laughs> there, there is that whole – Oh, well, you're not ready yet thing. Well, it's like, well, that's what you thought last year, and then it turns out you kind of were. And so now you should go into the next year, the following year, under the guise of or under under the premise of, okay, we're not planning for two and three years from now. We're planning for this year in this year-to-year league. They're, they're, 30, minutes, they're 30 minutes away from the AFC Championship game. Yeah, top, top ball game in the divisional round at halftime. Like, they're 30 minutes away from making an AFC Championship game. They're ready to rock. So, Investing in that running back spot via free agency, that's the best way you can maximize. And look, if that investment is, hey, we want to bring back Devin Singletary and add another free agent running back and kind of have a duo and a tandem, if you want to do it that way, that's fine. If you want it to be a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs or a Derrick Henry and then fill out the rest uh, behind that guy, I'm I'm, I'm in favor of that as well. But there's not a rookie and a low-investment free agent that you can confidently turn this rushing attack over to for 2024. And then the other one is just, frankly, it's not even really a position that has to be filled by a veteran. It's, to me, a position that has to be filled by a very particular guy. And Dalton Schultz has to be on this team. There's just not a way... So you're with me on this. ...that they can put together a high-level tight end room without Dalton Schultz. What if they kick the tires on Noah Fant? They think they have like some sort of reclamation project there. Yeah, I, I'm not betting on hope. Okay, uh, Obama's been out hope of office is not for a, a plan. while. Yeah, hope's not a plan. Okay, so you can't bet on that. There's no free agent that's anywhere close to Dalton Schultz when it comes to the tight end spot and the rookies. You're not getting Brock Bowers. He's going to be off the board by the time you pick in the first round. Jatavian Sanders out of Texas. Okay, maybe. You use a second-round pick on him, so your tight end room is a rookie, Brevin Jordan, Team Quateriano, and some you know mid-level veteran. Beck preaching the gospel, you know, preaching like, preach to the choir right now. On I mean, that the four part. the four teams that were left in this thing all had a really good tight end: Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta, George Kittle, and Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Like the, the the guys that were left all had good tight end play. And look, Dalton Schultz isn't that guy, but you know who's not anywhere close to that guy: Noah Fant, Hunter Henry. You can uh, sell me though, but you can sell me on in that situation. I don't necessarily know. Like if you if you draft if you signed Dalton Schultz and then you decided you wanted Sanders too, I, I wouldn't be against it because I think you can use both of those guys. So I don't. I actually think in that situation, I I'm not against uh, doing both. Oh, I'm 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 very much in favor of adding to the tight end room beyond Dalton Schultz. I just don't think you can have a tight end room in 2024. And be as successful as you want to be without Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I have no notes on that. Like, I, I made this exact point yesterday on the show. Like, to me, I'm not overly impressed by Dalton Schultz, but I'd be yeah. lying if I tried to act like he wasn't by far and away better than anything that they've had at that position. And to a point that Landry's been making on the show for what feels like years now, they have not adequately addressed the tight end room until the signing of Dalton Schultz. Like, this is the first time it's felt like they took it seriously and it finally worked out. I'd have a tough time watching them try to, like, hodgepodge their way to that position next year. If if there was a guy that 
you, you could realistically see them going like yeah. if, if you could trade for Njoku from Cleveland. Well, it's that's like, the point on all of this it, though. Yeah, like, like if give there me, was a guy, I'd feel better about it. There's me, not a guy. Give me the replacement and let me feel good about the replacement. Let me feel good about the player, the financial situation, and all that. Then we can have a conversation. But you're just like, hey, I don't if it, you know, I don't want to create a straw man here. But whoever is just like, nah. Let Dalton Schultz go or spend that money elsewhere. All right, well, tell me what you're doing at tight end. And it's and and an investment in Dalton Schultz doesn't keep you from chasing your linebacker, or your defensive tackle, or your end, or your wide receiver, or your running back. Like that's that's not something that just absolutely hamstrings you either. I mean, look, over the past four seasons, he's one of the eight most productive tight ends in all of football. Like, you don't want that guy on your team? Yeah, he's good. And listen to CJ talk about him. He's good. Yeah, and listen to him talk about CJ. Yeah, and it's, it's not expensive. You know, it's not. I mean, it's not cheap. But I, I don't know what the market's going to be for Dalton Schultz. But I, I can I can get down with that. But I don't think you sign Dalton Schultz and are satisfied. Like no, I, I need no, another no. tight end body. So I'm not. I don't, I don't look at this as like you could even sell me on. They don't need to be aggressive at wide receiver. Like you could sell me on it. You if you want if you wanted to try to say Nico and Tank at the top, I can at least like understand that. But. I don't think you signed Dalton Schultz and that prevents you from adding bodies to that room. No, you absolutely should continue to to add to the tight end position post a Schultz re-signing because Brevin Jordan, I understand we all remember the playoff, the big playoff play, but I mean he was banged up at some points. He was a non-factor at some points. Team Quintiano's never stayed healthy, so you can't bet on him. And so you need to add bodies. Not buying his stock anymore, Fig. You sit there and laugh every time. I, I, was, just about to ask about this. I was just about yeah, to ask him about this. That's hey, a guy. Move on, man. We can't, can't, move on, We man. can't interest you in a, in a comeback move season. On, move, move on. <laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, look. The, and, again, it's not a heavy, top-heavy tight end class. There's some guys there, middle round, late round. You know, Theo Johnson from Penn State's a name that people have uh, started to talk about here in recent weeks. The, the combine will be interesting because I bet there's some freaky You're going to be out there. Yep. Give me some freaky athletes at the tight end and wide receiver spot at the combine. This I think weekend. this year's I think this year's tight end is last year's wide receiver. Um, I, I think that wide receiver. I, I have, I'm very intrigued to see. And there's a name I'll throw out at noon here on In the Loop Sports Radio 16. I'm very intrigued to see what the market says to all of these wide receivers, given how deep the draft is at that position. I. I love some of these wide receivers in this draft, and I feel like there's a, a number of names that are just the perfect fit. Give me with, one. Yeah. Give me one. Every draft nerd needs to put a sock on the door the way they talk about the wide receivers in this. Give in this me draft. one. Daniel Jeremiah said, if you if you eliminate positional value, the top three players might be wide receivers. Yeah. And I don't see the Texans getting one of those. Yeah. Right. But what? Give me a name. Like, let's say the Texans' first round pick. Give me. Give me a name. Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Yeah. The, the, Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. Talking about him, he said, as I watched all these top cornerbacks, there's a lot of blood on the hands of Troy Franklin as he just ran past a bunch of these top cornerbacks. Like, just speed. Just speed. Just gets deep. 81 catches, 13, 83, 14 touchdowns, 17 yards per catch. Good Lord. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah, he's on my list. He's a freak. And then Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU, he's sort of – He's Jeremiah's 15th best player in his top 50, so he, he may not be there at 23, but if he's there at 23, when you think about the way Bobby Slowick uses wide receivers and he kind of mixes and matches, and sometimes Nico's in the slot, sometimes Nico's yeah. outside and tanks it, Thomas can do it all too. Yeah. He's an inside-outside guy. Um, he just 
you might have just said this. He's he's mocked. Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock has him going to the Texans. I don't know if you right. mentioned it, it, that. He has, he has him yeah. as the is a 15th best player in the big board. Yeah. And then some mocks have him going there. And Jeremiah thinks that after the combine, he's going to keep flying up the board. We're, it's like there's wide receiver names. Yeah. So Troy Franklin and Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU. And, and that, that same Jr. mock's got Franklin being the last pick of the first round. So those are two guys that just based off of that mock, this particular mock, feel like they could be available to you at that spot. Absolutely. I mean, look, and that's that's now because next yeah, week when yeah, guys it, run a it, four it'll three, change. Yeah. everyone's like, oh, well, he's not going to be there. The the dream debate for me, like if we're laying out like dream situations, and I want to I want to pose a question. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, coming up at 11.35. I want you guys to think about this. The Texans added two Pro Bowlers in the draft, Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. Yep. If I told you the Texans were going to add two Pro Bowlers, what two positions would you pick for the Ooh. Texans to add? That's at 11.35. Think about that. Get it on the YouTube. Get it on the Twitch. But for me, the best debate that we could be having when you're mentioning these receivers, Stutes, and and uh, B Scott is is Nico Collins your best receiver? Because you're gonna have to start making tough decisions. Like eventually you're gonna have to let good players go. Like especially if you're building a roster. If if we get to a point where Tank Dell comes back, and let's say Tank Tank Dell builds on what he did last year, and you find a wide receiver like Franklin, or if you sign a wide receiver. And we're having the debate, is Nico Collins even your best receiver? And there's a portion of people that say you got to let Nico walk. To me, that is success because now you go from having uh, two more guys on their rookie deal, especially in like the Franklin scenario, and you continue to have this flexibility instead of having to pay Nico Collins whatever Nico Collins would demand. And who knows? Maybe he demands less. Yeah. But I think that's the best debate you can have is Nico Collins has a good year, but you're still having a discussion about is Tank better or is Franklin better or is this guy better? Yeah, it's got to be undoubtedly a good problem, don't you think, Stoops? A good problem to have where you're like, hey, do we want to pay Nico? You know, like that, because that means that he is more along the lines of what he was this past year as opposed to the injury riddled quarterback list Nico that you saw his first two seasons. I'd, I'd love a whole nother year of proof before I even think yeah. about a Nico Collins contract yeah and you have that opportunity yeah. I mean, you don't have to pay him this offseason he can he he never has to hit free agency like that's the that's the one of the best parts is like yeah like if he has a really good season okay well it's gonna cost more well i'm happy to pay it if he has another really good season yeah, yeah. i'm happy to pay it if he has like another okay season but a rookie comes in also has a good season it's like hey it's a negotiating element for the Texans. They can say, well, you know, we don't have to pay you this much yeah. because. And, and maybe they guys. get in early on that, right? Like we've heard Nick Casario talk a lot on this station about being, and, and you talked to him about this at our press conferences, his philosophy on negotiating these in-season contracts. If it looks like Nico Collins is on his way to having, you know, to replicating or close to replicating what he did last year, Maybe they start having that conversation during sure. the season and before the market gets outsized or ridiculous and he hits the market, you figure something out. Now, there is one element about a rookie that I don't love being the third wide receiver and maybe I lean towards a veteran is sometimes you just don't get enough opportunity to get better as a rookie figuring out the NFL. And yep. so maybe a veteran is more ready to attack everything from that third wide receiver spot because – in practice, if you're the third wide receiver, Nico's getting work, Tank's getting work, 
that's where the offense kind of goes. Like, how much better can you get? Plenty of footballs to go around. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, if you if you want to operate that way, then I'm I'm certainly okay. Like, I might have to have y'all leave the studio uh, during the commercial break. I'm watching Troy F- Franklin highlights. I might have to put a do not disturb on the uh, on the door. He's he's uh, he's my favorite wide receiver. Yeah, in might, the might be sold on this. Landry yep. Locker, uh, B. Scott, Cody Stutes, uh in the building here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Do you guys have any? Because I'm I'm sensing who y'all's hell yes are. When it comes to the offseason, are there any like absolute, like whether it's a draft prospect, whether it's a free agent, do y'all have any absolute hell no's? Hell no. I want nothing to do with that. I do. The The main one was the one we talked about earlier with Patrick Queen. Yep. Like I'm I'm not paying $17 million to a, a run, uh, I'm sorry, to a linebacker. And I've got all of these holes to fill that we talked about with the roster, all of this opportunity that you can that you can't have to upgrade the roster. And then my main thing with it is like, why are you going to pay $17, $18 million to a linebacker and you got a linebacker's coach slash defensive coordinator slash all-pro linebacker as your head coach? Like, we talk about, we had this discussion earlier in the week about D'Amico Ryan's pixie dust versus the C.J. Stroud spell. Like, paying Patrick Queen is just definitely saying that you don't believe in this D'Amico Ryan's pixie dust thing at all because you think you need to go get the highest ticket item for inside linebacker. Like, I, I'm categorically opposed to that. I'm, I'm certainly in favor of adding to the linebacker room in, in some way, shape, or form, free agency draft. But the, the way I look at Patrick Queen is the Ravens spent $24 million average annual value on Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen last year. And then some team's going to pay average annual value of Patrick Queen $17, $18 million a year. Yeah. It's like, is he really just $2 million less good than Roquan Smith? He's not. No. That's what the market's going to dictate, and somebody's going to pay it because they need it, but it shouldn't be the Texans. And this is a little football-y, but don't overlook. It's not being football-y. Hey, look, and it's football-y for the Ravens, too, but just on the Patrick Queen point, don't overlook how much better he got once Roquan Smith got there. Correct. Once they were able to play off of each other. Yeah, he was kind of a disappointment before. He didn't even get his fifth-year option picked up. Yo. You know how bad you have to be to not get your fifth-year option picked up? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, when we're talking about, like, and this was the, the, when when the adults were speaking earlier, Sean and Seth, and they were talking about, you know, reckless money, and then the name Patrick Queen comes up, I'm like, that is the, that is the, that is the example. Like, when you, when you talk about, like, rookie, like, free agent deals that have gone wrong, Paying Patrick Queen max value four or five years, that is the ultimate example of a bad contract. It would be a silly investment that doesn't... Depending on the money, obviously, but we we always go off of like the, the spot rack at 16, he's, 17. He's going to be the second or third highest paid linebacker, linebacker in the league. I, I prefer whatever the drop-off is between Patrick Queen and Blake Cashman, and I understand Blake Cashman is going to cost a lot more than what he used to. But he ain't gonna cost that what Patrick Queen is. I, and I'm not even Cash saying he's coming back. Yeah. But I'm saying just do that. Well, Why, just do that. And the, draft someone. There's there's or, yeah, or, the, or do that. I, I don't love the draft. It's not a great linebacker draft. But no, I mean, um, you can get a project. Th- there's more free agents than for the price, Patrick, though. There's more free agents than Patrick Queen. Like you don't have to spend at the top of the market. That's true. R- remember the guy that almost single handedly beat the Texans himself? In Carolina, Frankie Louvu. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a hot agent. name right yeah. now. Yeah, he's, he's a hot name that right guy's now. That's a free agent. You've got yeah. top a, thirty, top thirty-five type free agent. I'm big fan of him. You've yeah. got a guy that, uh, you know, you want to bet on D'Amico Ryan's drawing the best out of him. How Jordan Brooks? Yeah, you know, the, you you want a reclamation project? You want a guy that's Devin gonna, White's gonna get, out there? You know, gonna get maximized? You know, Jordan Brooks from Seattle. He's a free agent. Like, there's it's not just Patrick Queen and nobody else. Like, there's plenty of free agents you can Levante go find. Davids out there. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's plenty of names. Coming up, a familiar face of Texans disrespect says the Texans, not only are they not going to make the playoffs next year, they're going to finish third in the division. Plus, the city of Houston has New York on their knees. Internet going nuts next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Texans miss the playoffs in year two of C.J. Stroud. Not only do they miss the playoffs, they finish third in the division. Those are my words. Those are the words of Colin Cowherd, accused of being a Texans hater. This is what Cowherd had to say about the Indianapolis Colts, not the Texans, the Colts winning the AFC South next season. I think Shane Steichen's as good a young offensive coach as the league has had in years, 60 million in cap space. And I like a lot of their young players. They almost got to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. Anthony Richardson getting hurt in a weird way as a break because now he could learn from the sidelines. I have talked to Chris Ballard. They love that kid. I'm taking the best quarterback. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is, but it's a wonky division. I look at their schedule. I look at Steichen. I look at their cap space. Shocker, I'm taking the best quarterbacks overwhelmingly. Oh, by the way, the Jags started 8-3 and three before Trevor Lawrence got hurt. They also hired a defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen from Atlanta, 
who did the best job with Atlanta's defense in a long time. Look at the Texans' opponents. Cowboys on the road, Chiefs on the road, Packers, I think, are excellent on the road. You face Aaron Rodgers, and he's healthy early on the road. Home games, well, good luck. Lions are really good. Ravens are really good. Dolphins score a lot of points. Bills score a lot of points. That's a tough schedule for the Houston Texans. And they still, they still are in a rebuild. They're still trying to rebuild that roster. So I like Houston. I think they pull back a game or two. All right. I mean, he lays out some some decent points. It's a year-to-year league. I mean, there's no guarantee that the Texans are just going to run away with the with the division. I, I would be a little bit more hesitant about Anthony Richardson than than he does. Just a little bit. Why, why did he act like Anthony Richardson not playing at all and having a massive shoulder injury where he's just started to throw blessing again? Blessing in disguise. Is a blessing in disguise. So, am I bad for as soon as I heard him say, because he just throws it in there as an aside, but he did say this. I talked to Chris Ballard. Yeah. You know who he ain't talked to? I bet you he ain't been sitting up chatting with Nick Asario, if I had to guess. This felt like a little bit of, hey, I I snoozed a little bit with Chris Ballard. I'm going to put a little extra sauce on what I think the Colts are on my show. That's what. Once he said that, I didn't give it a whole lot of credence. He did the same thing with Sean Payton. Yeah. No, he was buddies with Sean Payton, so now all of a sudden Sean Payton is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Eh. Yeah. Also, I love how he just throws in, shockingly, I'm taking some of the best quarterbacks. And then he says the best quarterback in the AFC South is finishing third. I will say this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, anything can happen. There's a lot of work to be done, and th- there's no assurance that the Texans are going to win the division. Like, the the things that he says are true, but the the one thing that I, that I will say in the Colts' favor, I thought Shane Steichen got completely crapped on when it came to Coach of the Year consideration. Like, I didn't think he was in the top five. He should have been. I think that was uh, that was beyond disrespectful, and and I don't like giving the Colts any flowers for anything. He did a better job than Dan Campbell did last year. I thought so too. No, I, I thought the best thing that he said was the the start of it. The best thing that Colin Coward said in that piece was that he thinks that Shane Steichen. I don't know about in a long time, but he's certainly one of the more he's good. One of the more well, premier offensive mind in the Philly, game today. I think what happened to Philly kind of adds to his yeah. Uh, yeah. To his respect as well. Also, does Cowherd know that there's some mutual opponents across the AFC South? Does he know how scheduling works? Like, the Texans aren't the only team in the AFC South that plays the Dolphins. They're not the only team in the AFC South that plays the 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 Bills. Yeah, if you like the Colts schedule, then you should like the Texans schedule because they're they're kind of close. Just a couple differences there. Yeah. New York on their knees. They're at the mercy of Houston. Evan Roberts, Tiki Barber, WFAN. Shout out to them. They do not want Saquon leaving New York for H-Town. The New York Giants have to keep Saquon Barkley. (laughs) If they couldn't trade Saquon Barkley on October 30th and October 31st, why, months later, would it be okay to let him walk away for nothing? That seems like a complete, utter contradiction. So in my opinion, the Giants made their decision on October 30th. They wouldn't even listen on trade offers. So many holes that they have to fill. There's going to be a new defensive system. Uh, Things may change offensive-wise. Is this really a team that's winning right now? And the answer is probably, eh, they can win some games and steal others. Saquon Barkley is not fully necessary. But my emotion to Saquon is something that I think a lot of Giant fans feel. He is the perfect example of a a, a star player that you would want on this team. You want to hold on to that guy because he's the example. The favored player on the team finishing their careers as a Giant. Feel like he should be that guy. 
All right, now I'll say this. A lot of that's based on emotion. It's not necessarily based on production. Uh, but it does kind of show, like, you know, what, what kind of guy. And, and it seems like the Texans went, like, right kind of guy. It seems like Saquon could be that kind of guy. Um, I know you're pro Saquon. Seth has laid out a case uh, against Saquon. Not strong, but is Saquon Barkley even that good? I will say this. If you're going to look at Saquon's stats, like the last, he's, it's been a disaster what's gone on in New York. I would look at two years ago. I would look at his rookie year. He had one year where he missed a lot of time, but it, it's really just about surroundings for Saquon Barkley, need all that. For me, it's about the fact that he's a guy who showed – that he could carry an offense, and if he were brought here, if he were signed here, he would be coming here to not do that anymore. Like, you're taking a guy who has shown that he can carry an offense and then telling him to come to Houston and play second fiddle to a Pro Bowl, possibly all-pro level quarterback. Like, to me, that is upgrading the position and asking a little bit less of Saquon Barkley. From that standpoint, it's a perfect fit. Two years ago, he was on a team with a shaky offensive line that had competent quarterback play. Now, put him on a team that has excellent quarterback play. Hopefully, the offensive line's better. And, oh, yeah, everything else around him from a skill position standpoint is better as well. Tell me that that guy couldn't be one of the best running backs in all of football. Yeah. Two years ago, Daniel Jones just played competently. And Saquon was one of the best running backs in all of football. Had the best season of his career. And now you're going to put him on a team with C.J. Stroud, and they've got weapons out there at the wide receiver spot and the offensive line. Hopefully he's going to bounce back. This is the part that I feel like the Saquon Barkley skeptics are not giving enough credit to, though. The, the difference in situation. Like, And I, I just hit on this, and you did too. You're asking him to come into a situation that is different. You're talking about what he was and what he's been in New York. Well, he carried them two years ago, but he's coming here to do something different, to perform under different circumstances that are ideal to productive running back play. A a quarterback, weapons, an offensive line that could stand to improve, but might actually do that. They've invested more money in that than anybody. It's different, man. It's different here than it is in New York. And I think the running back position as a whole and how much it costs and all that, I think the the value is different than it's been like in recent years. I also, I don't think the impact has gone away. Like yeah. the impact of the position has not gone away. It, it, it still can be a significantly impactful position coming up the Texans. So they added two pro bowlers last year. If you could add two pro bowlers to the Texans roster, what two positions would you choose? My answer may surprise you. We'll talk about it next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, so the Texans added two Pro Bowlers last year. If they add two Pro Bowlers this year, and these are guys that aren't currently on the roster, what two positions would you choose for them to add? You can pick anything, anything you want. Brandon Scott in for John Lopez. Cody Stutes here for the offseason power hour uh, before he goes to the NFL Combine next week. What two positions would you choose? I'll start with you, B. Scott. Easy for me, man. This one's easy for me. It's running back. We've talked about running back a lot on the show, a lot throughout the offseason already. We're going to talk about it some more. But running back is an obvious one. And look, Devin Singletary, I know he wasn't a pro bowler last year, but he had his moments. He had some games that were really good. But I I feel like you put a pro bowl running back on this squad last year, and I like their chances a lot better against Baltimore and competing in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be running back and defensive tackle. Okay. Stutes? Mine is also going to be a defensive tackle. Okay. Because if you have a Pro Bowl defensive tackle, that means Will Anderson's probably had a really big year. That means the end opposite Will Anderson's probably had a really big year. Yeah. And then my other one is a cornerback. If you had a Pro Bowl cornerback added to this team, that means you'd have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks because yeah. I bet you Derek Stingley is a Pro Bowler next see, year. Yeah, see, I just didn't get greedy. I like that one, Stoos. I, like, I just didn't want to get greedy because I thought you might already have one. Also, I'm with you, though. Also, they have three cornerbacks on the roster right now, so they need to add some cornerbacks. Oh, no doubt. So if you told me they added a guy who turned into a Pro Bowler, be it a rookie who just had a really impressive season or a veteran that they went out there and got, like, I believe Stingley's going to be a pro bowler next year. Yeah. So if you added another corner and he was also a pro bowler, my goodness. Mine is my I have corner on mine too. And and for the same reason, I like Derek Stingley, but I, I don't think we should ignore that he's had trouble staying on the field. So not only could you potentially have one of the best cornerback duos in the league, you would have in a perfect world a guy on his rookie deal or a guy that you brought in for cheap opposite Derek Stingley to where if he does miss time, um, you don't necessarily miss a beat. And shout out to Steven Nelson. He did a good job last year. I just kind of like to move past that for a number of reasons. Uh, so cornerback uh, would be number one. Number two for me would be wide receiver. And if you added, if you told me that you you added Franklin or someone like that at, at wide receiver, and you could maybe even let Nico Collins walk to where you have two wide receivers on rookie deals in Tank Dell and whoever that rookie wide receiver is. I, th- I think that would be very valuable for C.J. Stroud. I'm confident they're going to add uh, a good running back. So I, I don't even feel like that would be like something that I would aim for. But I would pick I'll pick wide receiver and cornerback, and I understand that I'm ignoring the trenches. I just feel like Will Anderson's already going to be that. Yeah, cornerback, I can't believe I'm actually saying this considering how bad the cornerback position has been for them at, at different points. It's not as bad now, obviously. Or I guess it is since they don't have none. <laughs> they got they just got Derek Stanley for the most part. 
But cornerback does, for me, at least feel like something that pieced together doesn't feel like the right term, but it feels like they could figure out cornerback and maybe benefit more from having a Pro Bowl level. I know defensive tackle seems like something that we all kind of agree with, but they could benefit more from a Pro Bowl level defensive tackle in D'Amico Ryans' defense. Like, especially considering you already have a Pro Bowl level end, like to me that tandem is just too hard to resist. And again, this running back situation fixes the problem. Like this is kind of a dream scenario we're talking about, adding just adding a Pro Bowler, whoever he is, not even a name. But that fixes the problem to me. Like you, you fix the running game. You got a Pro Bowl running back. That also to me tells me that you got a much more balanced offense. It's not C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick or Bust. And to me, you're just a, an overall better team under that scenario. I I feel like the cornerback position and defensive tackle. I mean, we, we talked about that. If you're a Pro Bowler at that spot, I feel like you've had a really legit, awesome season. Yeah. Whereas wide receiver, running back. You know, linebacker, sometimes it was a little watered-down season. and Kind of the name recognition gets you there. Defensive tackle, you got to be a monster. In corner, you got to be a monster. Let me ask you all something. Would you all have said a year ago, I don't know, can't remember what you all thought about Damian Pierce this time a year ago, but would you all have said going into the 2023 season that the Texans could potentially have a Pro Bowl running back on their roster? I did not think that. You didn't think that? Okay. I thought he was like a closer slash like 1A, 1B in a perfect scenario. I I only mention that because I do feel like – It was a popular take, though. I feel like he was treated that way. It was a popular take, I'm along the lines of y'all in that way. But it did feel like going into it, the feeling was they might have a Pro Bowl-level running back as their number one guy, and then we realized what exactly it was. I feel like if you fast forward and – you know, put yourself in that situation now and actually have one, then you're kind of cooking with grease. Yeah, Damian Pierce and Jalen Petrie both had to get travel credit for their trip to Orlando because everybody was sending them before the <laughs> yeah. season oh, yeah. started last Jaylen year. Jalen Petrie especially. Yeah. So they, they got travel credit for that Orlando oh, Jay- trip. Yeah. Jalen Petrie was beloved. Oh, he showed up with his grill, everything. I mean, yeah. they moved they, out of the parents' house. Yeah, no, like superstars at training camp. Superstars. Yeah, Petrie was – although in his defense, he was wearing the grill on the back end of the uh, of the season too. Yeah. Well, so, well, but but because why you think? Because by the, by that time he was a star. He had the interceptions or whatever it was. So nobody said defensive end. Is that because we believe they already have a potential Pro Bowl caliber? Believe defensive in Will end? Anderson, yeah. man. Yeah. Belief yeah. in Will Anderson. Yeah. Also, if they bring back Grenard as yeah. well, which I think they might be able to at a bargain. What's a bargain? Uh, thir- 12, 13 mil. Mil, mil per sack. Yeah, something that's like a good. That. I like that. Yeah, no per sack. I, we'll see. I don't know. There there could be some money out there for him. The, the market always speaks to different guys in different ways. Let's play the hits here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Worst podcaster in the country and a guy who had a hell of a season last year uh, for the Houston Texans, Stephen Nelson. He was on uh, NFL All Access you could tell he was a little bit disappointed because he went on there and 55% of his dialogue was about C.J. Stroud. They asked him about C.J. Stroud. You can kind of hear him underneath his breath like, Man, we're not talking about how great I am. Uh, this was Steven Nelson being asked about when he knew C.J. Stroud was that dude. When did you know, Steven, um, was it like D'Amico in training camp? Was it C.J. Stroud in September? When did you know that this group had um, I believe it was probably after uh, my first win of the season. Uh, we played Jacksonville, went down there. Uh, Jacksonville was rolling at the time, and um, 
we had just came off of two two losses early, and uh, we got that big win. And you can just see the chemistry, and you can just see the the energy after that win. Um, and I just kind of knew um, that it, that the season was gonna turn around then. What set CJ up? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, you got a lot of a lot of a lot of different. Uh, a lot of different strengths to him, man. Um, smart kid, for one. Um, great playmaking ability, confidence. Uh, he's a leader. Um, he just he just gets it done. Like those highlights. Like you couldn't imagine how he even you know got those things off, man. So big playmaking ability. I think that's that's what sets him apart. All right, that guy should have a uh, podcast. Um, Stephen Nelson. Do you think Stephen Nelson's back next year? No. Nah. I do not believe he nah. will be back. I think this is going to get out of control. Like I, I, I love, I love the the confidence of Steven Nelson. I love what he did last year. I mean, he's pushing his podcast on. It, it's awful. He was smacking gum yesterday. Like we'll we'll play it in confessions. He's starting it off. They don't even know what they're doing. They're literally reading cans like as sponsors, and they don't get into it for six minutes. And he's not saying much. He's literally smacking gum into the damn microphone. And I know you're laughing because in college I did the same thing, but that was my first radio show ever, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I was a t- I was a I was well, was even twenty I was twenty one maybe. Is this not his first podcast? I'm assuming it must but be. Come on, man! Somebody's got to show but him this the ropes. Is common now. This is common now. Yeah. Well, I hope he's listening to In the Loop and learns a lesson. I <laughs> hope he does learn it, something. It sounds to me like he came up to me. Hey, like cannot be smacking gum on the air, dog. Like Landry would like to be the executive producer for Stephen Nelson. No, podcast. I would not. There's nothing uh, there. You could you could help him. There's find nothing there. Everything. You can help him with the content. There's nothing there. Nah, that's why he needs you. But there's nothing content there. creator. No, there is if, nothing. If there. he hits you up and said, "Hey, I want you to host," I would say podcast. no, man. I want nothing to do with you. On, on God, man. on God, no. It is so bad. It is so bad. That's the thing. You can make it no, better. No, I can't. There's no yeah, there's he, no meat on that bone. They have a better chance helping him with his farm or whatever it is that he got, his ranch or whatever he I, got. I don't know if they're going to move on from Stephen Nelson. If they bring him back, that's fine. But I, I think this is – you got to go find another Stephen Nelson yes, at this point. I don't think this part. is going to – I don't think this is going to end like he, – he thinks that he's prime time right now. It, it You've got to find the next Stephen Nelson, not bring back the current Stephen yes. Nelson. Yes. So somebody coming back off of an injury – uh, Awuze, the corner from uh, Cincinnati, who was banged up a little bit in his time there, used to be a cowboy before that. Like that's a guy. Even you know, even if you wanted to dip into like Stephon Gilmore or something. Yeah, you I, know, I don't know about. It, but I like that y'all use cornerback as one of y'all, both of y'all as yeah. the position that you would pick for. Because let's Pro make Bowler. it clear, Stephen Nelson was great last year. No, he was excellent. Played he was one of the best injury. players on the they team. Do not, yes. They do not. They do not. They do not go as far as they did without Stephen Nelson. 100%. Let's make. I'm going to make that very, very, yes. very clear. But the manner in which they found him, I want to find someone else instead of someone coming in there. Not necessarily as hungry as he once was, perhaps on the last contract. 100% co-sign that, and just, I would say it is a position that it doesn't feel like we talk about, the collective we, the community we, doesn't feel like we talk about enough. There's a, I mean, I just, I would hate for the Texans to be in a position where they're shoehorned into, gosh, we have to draft a cornerback in the first or second round to have that depth player and not have an option day one opposite Derek Stingley. Like, look, there's some really good corners in this draft, but you know, for the 2024 season and what you want to accomplish, I just don't know if day one every rookie opposite Derek Stingley starting at cornerback two 
is the way to go. Yeah, it'll be really, really interesting. NFL Combine starts next week. Stutes, you're going to be there. What What are you going to be watching closest at the NFL Combine? Well, there's going to be just some absolute freaks at wide receiver, and that's going to be a really interesting conversation to wild. watch. Like, I mean, a, a name that is like a borderline first-rounder that at the end of the Combine everybody's going to say is – Absolutely, a first rounder is Mitchell, the wide receiver from Texas. Adonai Mitchell. He's gonna be. He's gonna test off the charts. Surprise! His name is just not coming up in and, this uh, in this hour, man. Honestly. And everybody's gonna say, "Oh, he's for sure a first rounder." So that's. I mean, there's a couple of guys where it's like, oh, "Okay, like, dude played in three straight college football playoffs because yeah. he was at Georgia, yeah, and then he went to Texas." Yeah, like, I stood. I mean, there's some there's some players where they've got oh health concerns and this and that. So that'll be like reported, like, "Oh, the medicals came back good, or the medicals God. came back bad." Um, the red shirt year. You you really want to see and hear about offensive linemen do well? Nah, we're good. Well, listen. Nah, listen, we're good. I'm going to explain. We don't need to go in the Let sticks. me explain. No, thanks. Because the more offensive linemen that go ahead of the Texans pick, okay. the better player gets pushed back oh, okay. to the Texans. Yeah. Right, yeah, like they don't need I'm an offensive it. lineman. They shouldn't draft an offensive lineman with any other see, top four or five you're picks. you're the man out, damn it, Landry. I knew he was going somewhere they, with they that. Sh- <laughs> they shouldn't invest in free agency in any sort of big-time name. But the better those big, freaky offensive linemen do at the combine and get people salivating at tackles and this and that, push those guys up the board because that means a really good player is going to get pushed down the board. And then you're going to have some corners just absolutely be monsters. God, those are hard to evaluate, man. I I do not envy the evaluation of cornerbacks. It feels like – you tell me if if I'm wrong on this, dudes. It feels like there could be at least – Three players at three positions that would be interesting for the Texans. Wide receiver, maybe even corner, and I might maybe not defensive tackle. Yeah, if if they don't spend big in free agency, there's going to be a handful of defensive tackles. Yeah, intriguing even even in the first round and a couple and maybe two edges like the the uh, Robinson, Demarcus Robinson from Missouri. Yeah, he is peak. Learn the name. Because he's going to be associated with the Texans come draft time. Yeah, yeah. you talked to him uh, at the uh, at the Senior Bowl, right? Yep, they, he, yeah. he talked to the Texans at the Senior Bowl. He's, he's, he's a, got that he's got those long that long body that all these scouts like. Missouri had to use him inside a lot as a defensive tackle, lining him up opposite Will Anderson and releasing those two absolute freaks at defensive end. I mean, that's like I mean, it's kind of a dream scenario. Yeah, like I've been thinking about it. He's he is. He is exactly the type of guy that the 49ers were drafting for these past couple of seasons with a little versatility. He's a, he's like a guy that they paid, and Eric Armstead's got inside-outside versatility. Like Demarcus Robinson is a guy. Learn the name. He's going to go a lot higher than you think he's going to go. All right, yeah, looking man. forward to it. Combine, that's when business picks up. That's also when a lot of news goes down. Stutz will be out there. Uh, we'll be sure to join him at the Combine, perhaps even daily. Cody, appreciate you for coming in for the off-season power hour. Anytime. All right, there you go. Coming up with B. Scott. To draft or sign two possibilities at wide receiver, including one that could be a repeat of last year's best move that Nick Casario made. Lunchtime next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.